0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where, if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and I hope you're having a spectacular day. Oh, it's been an interesting week. Oh, you know, if it wasn't bad enough, just trying to physically recover from vacation, which for me, vacations are an endurance test. So they're my husband's way of getting away from work and relaxing. But for me, I have to relax after the vacation because with my fibromyalgia and and such, I'm exhausted afterwards. I have to do recovery after vacation. Wouldn't trade it for the world. That's how we roll. And then two days ago, the cat jumps up on my lap um, to watch TV and something's wrong. He has got a bloody paw. I thought he had a bone protruding. And as it turns out, he tore a ligament. So he pulled his paw through something, a fence, something, ripped it open, tore the ligament, and literally uh, broke the, his uh, first claw, I guess it would be our pointer finger, right off halfway down and had to have it surgically removed. Oh, my freaking goodness. So my first reaction to this was, we don't have money for this. Are you freaking kidding me? Yet again, because this cat, by the way, needs surgery just about once a year. He is always into something. Most of the times I can handle it from home. I don't run to the vet for everything. I just simply do not Uh, because he is an outdoor cat. He's part feral. He's a bit of a fighter, and we just call him the little heathen. So he's running around right now with a bandage on his foot because he's getting time away from the cone of shame, but hasn't clicked in yet that the cone is off because the bandage is on, and he's attacking the bandage. It's highly entertaining. But what I wanted, the reason I'm telling you the story about the cat is about a little bit about the law of attraction. So there's a small part of me that quickly just went to another five, six hundred dollars at the vets. Are you freaking kidding me? But I have to say, especially for myself. That reaction lasts five seconds. I am a true believer in, in supply. I just believe the universe will provide and God will provide. I just always have. I was, I've been a single mother. I have ran numerous businesses. I've had the same accounting business for 24, 5 years, whatever. But I've had other endeavors on the go. I've had good times, bad times yes keith and i right now my husband were in a, in a state where we've had to make adjustments to our lives but my goodness i, I look at, out my office window and into my beautiful acreage behind my home and i just love it i am we are so grateful especially since right now the world is taking on a slightly different um different dichotomy and we live in an area in canada where we have a lot of um influx of immigrants okay it's just I was not raised with white people all around me. That just didn't happen. Now, it's kind of different. Down in the States, there's a lot of the African-Americans. And uh, I don't know what the politically correct term is anymore. But in Canada, we have a lot of Oriental uh, Asian descent and East Indians. That's It's huge. And, and where I live in British Columbia, in the Lower Mainland, it actually is is a little overwhelming at times. And their attitudes about things are very different. And so land is money. And it's true, it is but we've got a bit complacent in North America. You know, uh, United States took themselves off the gold standard many years ago. So paper money, it's just paper people. It really has no value other than what the world tells you it's worth. There's no there's no gold standard. There's no mineral attached to it. There's no equalizing force that's driving currency. Well, China is teaching their people to buy gold and buy land. And because Canada has very, very loose rules about owning property in our country and not being a citizen Um, unfortunately that is affecting our housing market that's a bit of a negative for us in Canada I'm not going to lie that that uh, exterior influence is creating cost of living that the average Canadian simply in high density areas like Vancouver cannot afford okay however that's not the point of the podcast that's just these are just economic facts that are going on in my country but the bottom line is land you know it has value and especially in certain places and certain people they can't afford these types of things our kids will never afford the lifestyle that my husband and I have without us them inheriting our what we have or winning the lottery or being very educated with very very good jobs you know there's just there's things that there's consequences of actions you know you've got to be able to earn the living in order to afford the house and the land so I actually had a little bit of a point there, but it's left my brain for a second. But speaking of just of attraction, we've just been very lucky. I I believe in the law of attraction. i before it was even called that. I just believe in faith. That is a a big part of of my life. And I believe in it. And the question is, what are you doing in your life to ensure that you're attracting that? So I notice these days, a lot of stuff on the internet about attracting wealth and money. So it, it makes me wonder why North America has become such a mentality of um uh what's the word I'm looking for doing without uh when really we have some of the highest standard of living on the globe we truly do And Canada's number three on the last on the last census next to I think Iceland and Finland or something we have a very high quality of life and now that my son's in South Africa and he's you know reporting home of how that culture works let me tell you the appreciation I'm starting to have for what I own here but back to the attraction, so my husband and I, I've, I mentioned this in a previ- in previous podcast in my early days starting coulda, woulda, shoulda, in the fact that I got sick and we had to give up our custom-built home and we were downsizing into a townhouse. Well, you know what? Through all of that, despite I was scared, I was playing small, I thought my life was over, there is still that innate part of my soul that says, you know, universe, what have you got to offer? And. Within a month of us making these poor decisions, an opportunity arose in our own neighborhood to buy three quarters of an acre with a home with a rental suite in it. And we jumped on it. And within a year of that decision, housing prices went up $400,000 in a three month period. They went up 47% or 43%. The only thing driving that was the Asian influence. Now, again, this isn't about politics. I don't agree with what's happening in my country with foreigners coming in and being able to to affect our economy this way, but we've been dealing with it for 30 years now, ever since Expo 86, um, when the Asian influence started to take money, when Hong Kong uh, was doing its changeover. That drove a lot of Asian money into our country, and now it's still it's doing the same thing. They've, they're going through things in, in China that are driving the same mentality. The money needs to go somewhere, and Canada is an easy spot to dump it. So... The, thing, the point of this conversation, though, is we got lucky. We attracted staying in this market. Because if Keith and I had gone into that townhome, we would never have got back in the housing market because we never could have recovered from a $400,000 increase. That's what houses used to be worth 10 years ago, and now they're going up by that much? That's insane. Who can afford that? Young couples, I mean, who can afford a $1.2 million starter home? And that's kind of what's happening in the lower mainland of, Br- of British Columbia. Um, so we're very, very grateful because we are now sitting on the land and that will always benefit us in the long run. And we attracted that into our lives. So when the $600 bill came in, you know, comes in for the frickin' cat surgery, I have to say there's a part of me that still sits back and says, this, will, this too will pass hundred years from now they'll never know the difference and I know that somehow the money comes because it just always does whether I pick up another client or I really just don't know there's just always it just always happens so these are the things I, I need you to think about if you would with me around the globe energetically we're all connected it doesn't matter what country you live in it's a mentality are you putting out a, tr- an, a, a level of attraction to to wealth or what you need and maybe it's good health. Maybe, maybe you need money to, to stay healthy. I know that's a big part of what drives my motivation these days is that my health k- needs are, are quite expensive with my fibro to keep me functioning, keeping me working. And it's a constant thing. What is it in your life that perhaps you need to attract this? Because it's a mentality. If you live in a mental mentality of want, that is how it's going to roll for you. I'm sorry, but that just is how it's going to roll for you. So the question is... Do you need to change that attitude? Because you may think the law of attraction is woo-woo, but I truly believe energetically the universe, God does want you to have what you need. We don't always have to understand why we get one thing and don't get another, but the mentality of trust and faith and attraction needs to be there, to be open, to say, if it's arriving, I'm receiving. That's really what it kind of boils down to. I'm taking a really neat course right now called Rule One Investing. And I haven't really promoted it on my prod- podcast because I wanted to get my fingers into it to see if it was valid and, and such. And I've been quite impressed. I truly have. In fact, um, they have a new Rule One Investing. If you look it up, there is a new podcast. He's just started a new podcast. And, uh, and he's, he's a great speaker and he's got great tips and advice. And it's learning to um, invest in the stock market. One of the key principles is patience, is knowing when to buy and when to sell, looking for the opportunities, not just being in the market to be in the market and making your five to 7%, but understanding the fluxes and when to buy, when to sell. And it's a little bit like my wine cellar. I am a very impatient person, but when it comes to my wine, don't touch it till it's ready. Like, I will wait five years before opening a bottle of wine, and that does not stress me out at all. It's surprising to a lot of people that know me, but it doesn't stress me. And this course is sort of teaching those same principles. The other major principle that I have really appreciated in this particular course is only buying stock. With, for, with companies that you resonate with. So if you are against genetically modified organisms, if you are against smoking, if you are against Coca-Cola and fast food and the pharmaceutical companies, don't own their stock in your portfolio just to make a buck because the only person that can make a change on this planet is you. Just one of you, then two of you, then three of us. Okay, then we join together. But we have just gotten so used to the band-aid and the, and the, ignorance of just well you know that's the way things are so we're just going to carry on no that doesn't have to be it the way it is it's your money spend it where you want where it brings you happiness and invest it and save it exactly the same way money is not dirty money can do a heck of a lot of good on this planet for a lot of people but not if it's not if you think it's a yucky thing because if you are have a negative attitude about money and affluence and abundance you will not attract it because right away your spirit is saying, don't bring this to me. Where my spirit says, bring this to me. <laughs> I'm good with it. I am. Um. Sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. Anyway, so abundance, attraction. Are you bringing this into your life? Because like I said, you know, the last thing I needed because I was $300 for the dog before we went on holidays and I ended up not golfing, uh, $600 for the cat. It's like, are you kidding me? but you know what? I have a responsibility. I brought that animal into my life. He is my responsibility and I do not have the right to make him suffer. And I really just am not prepared to put him down over such a small, such a small, um, uh, injury. Unfortunately, it couldn't be left unattended. I, I let him come home pretty cut up and unattended a lot of the time because he heals like a, like a a superhero. And, uh, and I have things at home that I, I keep him, keep him looked after with medically. But, There's a lot of triage that gets done in this household, but sometimes you just need the vet. You know, there's things I can't do and I know that the universe will supply. I hope the universe will supply for you today and I hope that you are attracting what you want into your life, whatever that may look like. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today and if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.